Welcome, friends, to Liberation Lectionary, uh, where we riff on uh, gospel or uh, scripture reading and look for the signs and the places of liberation in the text and how it relates to our world and our actions today. I'm uh, Francisco Garcia, with you always as uh, one of the co-pilots of this, uh, this journey, a priest uh, hanging out in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and also um, doing a little, bit of, uh, a little bit of studies here. And with me is my partner, Jamie Edwards Acton. I am an Episcopal priest as well and a co-troublemaker out here in Los Angeles. All right. So we um, skipped, so people know, we skipped Trinity Sunday because we figured who the heck preaches on Trinity Sunday anyway, <laughs> you know, and we well, wanted to get into- Only theologians. Only theologians, I guess I do, right? But- um, <laughs> We wanted to get into into Mark and also find a way to um, give you more time to um, listen to Liberation Lectionary if you were going to use it for some kind of, for a Sunday um, for your Sunday uh, options, whether preaching or any other you know education that you might um, engage in. So we're going to try to put this out a week ahead, so y'all have more time. And so we are now in the third Sunday of Pentecost, and we are uh, in the Gospel of Mark, which is great because we've been hanging out with John for a while. We get to say goodbye to John, and we're now we're going to be with Mark, and um, Jamie's going to jump into this uh, this passage for us. All right. So this is Mark um, three, verses uh, twenty through thirty-four. Then Jesus went home, and the crowd came together again, so that they could not even eat. When his family heard it, they went out to restrain him, for people were saying, He has gone out of his mind. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, He is Beelzebul, and by the ruler of the demons he casts out demons. And he called them to him and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but his end has come. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his property without first tying up the strong man. Then indeed the house can be plundered. Truly I tell you, people will be forgiven for their sins and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit can never have forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For they had said, He has an unclean spirit. Then his mother and his brothers came, and standing outside they sent to him and called him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers and sisters are outside, asking for you. And he replied, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking at those who sat around him, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. The Gospel of the Lord. All right, here we are. So we finally get to a text that has, a, you know, a reference to a Queen, right? Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody, since they talk about Beelzebul, right? <laughs> That's where it originates. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> so, um, yeah, we, we, we get into this text um, with the Gospel of Mark, and, you know, we're obviously already several verses in, um, and so 
Jesus has already been at it in, in his in his work of ministry, right? He's been already uh, doing the work of, uh, of of sort of his alternative um, subversive ministry, you know, from from his social location, you know, from Galilee, which is already uh, you know it's significant in, in in this text because you know he is being questioned by. Um, as it says, the folks who came down from Jerusalem, right? So I love this, right? Um, so it's kind of like, again, um, the, the periphery versus the center, right? The margins versus sort of the place of dominant power and, and a very particular elite religious power structure that is centered in Jerusalem and the religious authorities of Jerusalem. And Jesus is this sort of like nobody from like this dusty desert, poor, you know, uh, you know hinterland. Um, what, what it brings up for me, uh, uh, Jamie, as we get into this scripture is, um, you know, the work of um, one of the early, early Latinx um, theologians who kind of pioneered um, in the United States context. Um, um, uh, some important work was uh, Virgilio Elizondo, and he wrote a really important book called The Galilean Journey. Um, and it was sort of rooted in his in, in the in the sort of Mexican American religious uh, experience and story, but he talks about the Galilean principle, um, and that that principle was, um, you know, what the, what society I'm paraphrasing right, what society rejects, um, God um, takes on right um, as God's own, and so this is kind of the story of Jesus in the hinterlands from Galilee, um, you know, claiming a certain kind of spiritual. Um, you know, authority to, to, to enact change, um, you know, and to disrupt, you know, the, the normal way of being and doing so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love, yeah. Thanks for bringing up uh, Elizondo. I love that book and I love his work. And um, I also, Mark couldn't wait to get into Mark and get out, of, get out of John, as I shared uh, with you, John, as John takes a lot of work uh, to explain, uh, I feel so, um, just to keep it from being anti-liberative and, uh, at times, but I like Mark and, uh, we, sh we commented on this book, Binding the yeah. Strong Man, just a classic, uh, a Bible of the Bible, uh, by Ched Myers and, um, and just the political reading on Mark and, and I love this, I love this passage. I love Mark's gospel in general. And I just see in this passage, as I, as we see throughout Mark's gospel, just this kind of this inversion of everything, right? This, this turning inside out of everything, flipping everything up on, you know, upside down in terms of how things are ordered and structured and how things are understood uh, all the way from like what you're talking about, right? You got the big dogs coming down from Jerusalem. That's the centers of power, right? The, the officials, uh, and they're coming to uh, encounter butt heads with this nobody uh, from the hinterlands. Um, and so you're going to have this inversion. You're going to have, there's these reference to the house all the time here, which it's, it's uh, you know, Mark's gospel is probably written between, you know, somewhere between 66 and 70, which is when the, the, the you know, the rebellion was happening, right, in Jerusalem before the Roman Empire completely quashed the rebellion in 70, but it was underway, right? right? And so if you can keep in, if we can keep in mind all what must have been going on in society at that time, while this was, Mark is remembering this for his community, it makes it like very exciting for me because he's trying to, he's trying to uh, reclaim 
right? He's trying to reclaim society and how society should be structured, how the religion, his religious, uh, you know, uh, the religious institutions and all that should be, uh, should be structured. How, who's in, who's out, right? Who are God's people around the table? Who's in the house? Who's outside the house? And there's at every level, whether it's the Jerusalem big dogs or all the way down to his family, right? All, all the way down to this family unit. He yeah. is challenging every system, right? He's challenging every system and trying to invert it, trying to turn it inside out. And um, really just to reclaim the, you know, the prophetic tradition of, um, of his faith. And, um, and so I, I, I love this passage and I, I just feel like he is, um, you know, all along the way and throughout Mark, this is the work that he's doing is, uh, the good news. He, he announces his, you know, earlier he announces his mission as bringing the good news. It's that simple, right? I'm, uh, you know, repent and believe in, and, and believe the good news. And the good news is this inversion, Right, that God really is on your side, counter to what you know society says or religion says or the family says. God really is on your side, and um, and of course I'll, I'll, I won't I, I won't steal this. I love just the line of binding the strong man, you know. And maybe you could unpack that a little bit, or we can together, Francisco. But in case people don't know, you know, haven't heard like Ched Myers or others kind of take on that. Um, I think it's central. It's like the, it's the core of what Jesus is doing in, with his life. Yeah, no, absolutely. So there's, um, as you mentioned, I mean, there's, there's a whole lot of go going on in this, in this uh, passage with um, Jesus uh, pushing the boundaries of both the, you know, all forms of authority. And, and he's not in doing that, he's not condemning you know, he's not condemning religion or, or, or connection to, um, you know, religious experience and even religious institutions. He's not condemning the family, right? That's what people nope. think. It's not like, um, but what he's doing is saying this, we need to radically rethink the way that we relate to each other um, as people, as family. What is family? Who is my family? You know, what what is the purpose of our of our religious institutions, right? Are, and we've, we've talked about this in our conversations. Um, uh, what are they in service of, as opposed to do they become idols unto themselves, mm -hmm. um, where we worship the institution and we actually are not doing the work that God has called us to, which is to, um, you know, bind the strong man, right? This is like talking about, this is the reference to Beelzebul, right? Some people think about it as the devil or Satan, right? Both Beelzebul and Satan are used in this passage, but um, really, the, the, the connotation of that in this text is Satan or Beelzebul meant adversary, right? Adversary. And so these, this is sort of like the, 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 the powers that would um, sort of oppress, that would get in the way, um, you know, and in this context, there's also, it also has a very apocalyptic tone as well, because Jesus is talking about ushering a radically different way of being which is sort of like this this reign of god's justice love um and belonging for all people right and this is why he's challenging religious institutions as they are that uh, you know as they are hierarchically structured and family institutions as they are um you know insular right um some people in and other people out and he's trying to expand you know get god out of both boxes right and so 
but yeah, go ahead, pick up on that theme of the yeah, strong. Yeah, no, I yeah, the the I see the strong man here. Um, you know, in in Jesus's time, as those who would the guardians of tradition uh, that um, that that um, you know defend tradition at all costs, even if it is counter right to God's uh, desires, God's will, God's mission. Uh, you know, God's purposes. And so you see throughout Mark up to this point, you know, the, the scribal class is, is, you know, kind of panicking. The Pharisees are panicking. The Herodians are panicking. And by the time we just get to chapter three, they're already all kind of cons- like working together, right? To, uh, to take out this, this Galilean who is, uh, you know, a threat to them. And, and so the, I think Jesus is, uh, the the project that Jesus has undertaken here is to is to um, reorient us, right? Like you said, like to rethink how we relate to each other and all that. And there's going to be this kind of shifting that happens of moving people in and out, and you know, to get us to rethink like that. And I think those who get would get in the way of that project are those who have the most privilege at stake, right? Those guardians of orthodoxy or those guardians of the faith or whatever. And so Jesus, is, you know, I think in this statement, um, he is, you know, he's, he's saying metaphorically, he is going to go and, you know, if we're going to, if this project is going to come to fulfillment, right, and we're going to have a new understanding of our, how we can relate to each other in society, how we can relate to each other in our faith, that we're first going to have to subdue, you know, these privileged uh, positions, right? These privileged voices that um, that don't care about that project, you know, and yeah. only see that project as a threat. So that's how I, and of course, Beelzebul can conspire with those folks, you know, and can motivate those folks. But I see them actually, I think Jesus is talking about real people here, you know, oh, like yeah. real institutions and real... Well, know. that's why it's helpful to think about, you know, less as this um, you know, when I think of it in terms of the adversary, then it makes yeah. more sense, right? Because right, it exactly. is sort of like real, real structures, real people, um, um, and not just kind of like this ethereal evil spirit that's hovering around, you know? Um, right. So no, absolutely. Um, and then, you know, this middle section of, of this passage is, is, uh, presents a real challenge as well. If we take a look at that, right? Where Jesus says, after the strong man section, uh, truly, I tell you, people will be forgiven for their sins and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit can never have forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For they had said he has an unclean spirit. Right. So he's he's coming back to both his family and the authorities who would say that he's crazy. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. They say he's out of his mind. Right. So his family says he's out of his mind. And, the you know, the 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 power structure says he's got, he's, he's filled with evil. Right. And, and we gotta, we gotta deal with him. Both sides are saying, we gotta, we gotta restrain this guy. And, and Jesus is saying, whoever gets in the way of God's work, like I'm here to do God's work and to call out truth and the way of justice and, and, and to point out how the way we've been doing things um, perhaps has been really limiting, right. Has been really oppressive, has been really um, keeping people out and keeping people from the full power of God's love, um, you know, and compassion and, and, and well-being. Um, and so whoever, whoever does that, whoever keeps God's, 
prevents God's work from happening are the ones who are really blaspheming. So he's pointing it back to them. That's right. He's flipping it again. So this idea of inversion, like you said, and I think about how this relates to today, I mean, or even historically, think about how people who have been sort of freedom fighters, you know, um, and pushing the boundaries of love and justice always get demonized. They get demonized for, they work, for the work that they do, right? And, and um, you know, Dr. King at the time of his assassination was like a hated man in America, in popular mm -hmm. culture, right? He was vehemently, um, you know, attacked um, and, and seen as an agitator, as someone who was disrupting, again, the, the, the social order, right? The ways that, that, that made, you know, that kept black people in their place, mm -hmm. that kept white folks having the power, right? And he mm -hmm. was breaking through all of this and he was right. demonized, right? That, that so, uh, garbage collectors in their, in their space. Absolutely. You know, and uh, kept us from criticizing the Vietnam War and yeah. All was, of it. And mm -hmm. so we could think about why Black Lives Matter as a movement or whatever, as an entity would be demonized in our culture today. Yeah. And we can continue the, you know, any number of, of people or movements that are really pushing the boundaries of justice. You know, this applies to sort of what's happening now. Totally. I mean, he's, he's already been accused, right, up leading up to these chapters, uh, this chapter three, of number of times of blaspheming. This is what he is being accused of, right? And I love, just as you say, how he's saying, no, actually, the blas it's the, it's the, blas the so-called blasphemers are the ones who are trying to be, you know, recapture kind of the, the, the essence, right, of what uh, our faith is all about, whether it be, you know, Jesus, this movement he started, or whether it be Black Lives Matter or, or any other justice-focused movement. Um, and I think Mark probably puts a tad of his own thing on here. That's this family, you know, always the family fighting in the Gospels. Um, and that's what people I'll, understood, right? right. That's what yeah, and so I think, I mean, saying it's an eternal sin, I don't, I don't see Jesus being terribly preoccupied like that, making that kind of statement. But I do see Jesus making the statement, no, you, you actually, it's ironic that you think I'm blessing, yeah. is what I yeah. hear him saying. You know, the irony is too much. And then he goes out, out you know, in the next section, he, he, it's this taking on this other sacred cow, this other sacred institution, right? The family. And, you know, just before this passage, Francisco, he is he has called the disciples right up on the mountain. And in the in the verses leading, uh, you know, uh, like 15 or something through 19 and and has, you know, uh, like appointed the apostles. Right. He, he is a, he has created his family. Right. And, and this family will continue to expand. And it, and it does even in this passage. And every time he heals somebody, every time he, you know, um, he uh, is teaching every time those who have been on the outside come, you know, in the house, those who have been outside the house, when they come in the house, um, you know, the family grows. And, it, and like you said, it's not that he now uh, hates his mom and hates his brothers and sisters. And that's a whole nother conversation for those of you out there who don't think Jesus didn't think Jesus had a family. Uh, but uh, so you know, so there's these, you know, his family's on the, his biological family's on the outside now. The, the, um, the 
the Pharisees, the scribes, and the Herodians are on the outside, criticizing, outside the house. And the house, we can maybe say, you know, reflects like, you know, a metaphor for the temple, which is then a metaphor for this, like, what is our faith all about, right? What is the essence of God's will? Like, what does God want for us? And, um, and so everything is, you know, those who are on inside now are on the outside. Those who are on the outside are now sitting around the table with Jesus. And these are all the, the tax collectors and the sinners and the, and the, you know, those who are unclean and those who come from other, you know, um, other traditions and other, you know, ethnicities and stuff like that. And, and he's completely, uh, reorganized the, you know, the deck chairs. And um, to get us to see more clearly, not to exclude anybody, but to get us to see that this circle is bigger than we thought, right? This circle is bigger. uh, The circle of God's love and concern is bigger than we imagine. Absolutely. Well, I think that, I mean, whatever you decide to do with this passage, I think there's a whole lot to go with, right? There's There's a lot of ways in which we can apply, you know, and reflect about uh, on how this text then um, re- uh, 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 relates to us, you know, as the world, as, as you have said, right, that's in front of the text now. Right. Um, right. And, you know, obviously we know Jesus was, was, was working this out within his, um, you know, um, Ju- uh, Jewish context, uh, you know, Hellenistic, you know, um, Judeo-Hellenistic context there, um, you know, and now, we have to look at this for us, like, how does this apply to us as Christian community that often excludes others or as one denomination that excludes, you know, other denominations, because we, the way that we got it figured out is just right. You know, Episcopalians, we just, we just got it all figured out and dang, those, <laughs> those, those Presbyterians and those Baptists, like, dang, right. You know, so this right. applies to us now, and then it can extend in so many different ways. Totally applies. To, there's so many current you know, all we have to do is think about those who've been on the outside, right? If that, if the, if the essence of this passage is like, you know, bringing those who are on the outside in, right? That we can think about immigrants, you know, uh, crossing into the, you know, trying to cross into this country, right? And, and, and the stories behind that, and rather than just seeing it as this security issue and all that BS, understand, right? Trying to understand how they've been outside. How have they been outside the house or, Yesterday or this right now, we're celebrating the hundred. Unfortunately, the hundredth anniversary of the Tulsa massacre, right? Yeah. The, the Black Wall Street and the the kind of destruction of not just uh, you know human beings and all those homes and everything, but the immense generational wealth that was stolen, right, from those African Americans forever, and how they were then put out of the house, you know financially, economically, you know, in racial ways, all that. Um, and now they're like, you know, hammering on the door to get, you know, look, we want back in this house. If we want what was ours and what, and what, you know, um, you know, in spiritual, not in, in the financial, but in the spiritual, what is, you know, we want our birthright, right? As God's beloved, we don't want to be second class anything. So um, anyways, there's a lot of, current ways we can apply this well i think i think it'll preach whatever way it gets used so i think this is good right on man well thank you francisco i always enjoy this time it's it's mind expanding 
and uh, and we'll see you next week. Uh, just to remind people, we will try to we're we're putting ourselves on a new time schedule uh, so we can get this out um, a little bit further in advance for people to actually utilize. Also, you can find us on Spotify, uh, like as a podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Um, please share with your friends our Facebook, Instagram, and our podcast. Tell, spread the word. Um, we are excited about what we do, and, and maybe that excitement is enough, uh, but we would love to uh, build this conversation um, and grow it. So uh, thank you for listening, and please share with your friends. All right. Be well, friends. All do right. the work. Peace. Peace.